Welcome to the Content Marketing Mastery Podcast. It's like an energy shift. So it. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. They just get it. It's like sending out radio frequencies and matching with the right people. I would never start from zero. I would always find someone that's already doing exactly what I want. Where we give valuable tips for your own content strategy so that you create better content and reach more people and help more clients. Yuck Up, the host of this podcast, interviews thought leaders within the content marketing and PR scene and supports you with key learnings for your business. Now, enjoy the podcast episode. Hey guys, this is Jakob. I'm content manager and I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. In my podcast, Content Marketing Mastery, I'm interviewing people who create great content. And today I have a special guest. It is Brian Kurtz. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Thank you, Jakob. Very, very pleased to be here. I like, uh, I li I like spreading my message internationally yeah. whenever I can. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. So I listen to many podcasts and I'm very excited to speak with you today because I think you're, you're the master of copywriting. So we, we will speak about this uh, in just a second and we will also speak about your book, Over Deliver, which is a fantastic title in my opinion. So, but before we dive deep uh, into the topic of uh, copy and uh, direct marketing, can you introduce yourself? So who are you and what is your personal passion? Yeah, so I, I, I don't see myself as a copywriter um, okay. because, you know, some I grew up in, in direct mail in the 1980s. I'm, 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 I'm a lot older than I look, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> but in the 1980s, you know, a copywriter to me was someone who um, would write a package, like a direct mail package, soup to nuts, like beginning to end. Yeah. And, you know, I never did that. And I also, I don't do, I don't write video sales letters. I don't write um, um, uh, uh, online email letters. However, I think the reason why, you know, I, I'm kind of like a, a, a behind the scenes copywriter is because I, I write a weekly blog um, mm -hmm. that, you know, will hopefully people after this podcast will get on my list. They'll become part of my online family and then they become, you know, and, and I don't really sell a lot in there, but when you're not selling and you're delivering content, like I do, all of a sudden people think you're a copywriter. And mm. so what I am is a writer. Um, I, I mean, I know how to write, I know how to, you know, get a story out. I know that's how I did my book. So I guess the confuse, it's not a confusing thing that when I, when I say I'm not a copywriter, because then I've done, I've done blog posts and I say, I'm a copywriter wannabe. And then people like, lay into me they, they start yelling at me in email um mm -hmm. you know what do you mean you're a copywriter you know you write all this stuff and then you you know you you sell one of your books which is all educational material and but i do it you know and, and what, why i wanted to come on your show is the idea of content marketing it's still marketing it's still selling mm -hmm. but you do it in a different way i, I call it um fishing without bait and mm -hmm. fishing without bait is a, is a concept um, Dean Jackson, uh, who's a great marketer, told me. And so, you know, imagine you're sitting on a lake and you throw, uh, um, you know, you're, and, the, and the fish are in the water, that's your prospects, your list. And yes. so you're in a lake and you, you just throw out your, your fishing rod and your hook with nice bait. And then a fish gets on the hook. 
you bring them into your boat and you get them into a funnel or you get them into a sales, um, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I don't fish with bait. What I fish was I fish with a spotlight. So I'm, I'm shining a spotlight on the lake, which is ac- exactly what you talk about when you talk about content marketing. Okay. And so the spotlight is on the lake. And, you know, if, if fish want to jump in my boat, they can. If fish want to just look at the light and absorb my content, that's Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy, Enjoy the it, content. Right? Um, and, you know, I call them, I, I, I had a blog post last week, I call them my VIP freeloaders. And I don't mean freeloaders in a negative way. They just, you know, they're not buying anything. But then again, but the fact that I've had people on my list or my fam- my online family for three years, and then they buy something tells me that, you know, some people are just slow buyers or they're, yes. and, and because I'm not an aggressive seller, um, you know, that's my, that would be my, my, my downside. But my upside is when they finally do buy, they're going to be more loyal and, and they're going to stay with me longer once they make the plunge, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's, so I'm not really a copywriter, but I write copy. And so what I've done, you know, quickly to introduce myself, I've, I've you know, I, I ran a company, Boardroom Inc., uh, for 34 years. I didn't run it for all 34 years, but the last 20, I ran all the marketing. And so I have a lot of experience in direct mail and email and online and, you know, TV, radio, all of that. And so when I left Boardroom, I decided to launch this company called Titans Marketing, which is a direct marketing educational company. And just mm-hmm. in case anybody doesn't know what direct marketing is versus marketing, mm-hmm. direct marketing means that you have a measurable ROI for every piece of media you spend. Um, even, you know, even if you, you, know, you say it's free, like you know, email is almost free, um, yes. you know, maybe uh, um, SEO, you know, uh, nat- uh, uh, organic search is kind of free, but you know what? I think everything has a price because it's an opportunity cost. It's something that you spend time on. And so anything that you do has to pay out eventually. So I'm saying that as the guy who, you know, shines a spotlight as opposed to putting a pole and and a, and a, and a rod and and bait in the water. But, you know, I prefer that method because um, it's what people know me for. Um, It's congruent with who I am. And I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't begrudge anybody who is uh, doing the fishing with bait. Hey guys, this is Jakob. I'm content manager and I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. And we will continue with our podcast episode in just a second. Are you one of the entrepreneurs or business owners who know that they should create more content, but you don't do it because you don't have the time or you don't know how to do it? I'm helping you with your content marketing. This means I'm helping, I'm creating content like blog articles for your website, social media posts for your Facebook or for your LinkedIn channel. I'm creating podcast episodes or also helping with your video marketing. If you are interested in having more clients through your content that you have, then feel free to go to my website contentmentoring.com and download my free PDF Five lessons how to create a lot of content and monetize your knowledge. You can also book one free consultation session with me where I give you strategic advice how to improve your content strategy and win more clients. 
So just go to contentmentoring.com and book one free consultation session. And now enjoy our podcast episode. It's, it's, a, it's a fine way to, to do it. Um, yes. They probably have some content that they're giving away or something with that bait. So there is content there. But, you know, I think I would also call it um, patient marketing, not mm -hmm. just content marketing. I think yes. you have to be more patient. Um, and in my book, Over Deliver, I talk about, you know, my, my years at Boardroom, we had newsletter subscriptions. And in a newsletter subscription, if you try to make money in the first year in direct mail, you're not going to be in business because you're going to lose money on that first subscription. But if you do it right, you'll make the money back after you cross sell them other products during the first year and then they renew. And the yes. renewal was the key component. I talk about that in the book so that I'm always breaking even after year, after year two. And some people don't want to wait that long. And that's why I call it patient marketing. So you can actually target when you're going to make an ROI, a return on investment or a profit on a new, a new customer. But I think the thing that I always, I always talk about, no matter how you do it, that first promotion, that first like going out even to cold traffic, to people who don't know you and don't like you yet and don't trust you yet, um, even with that promotion, you have to have the second order in mind. You have to think about what you're going to do with them once you have them. And, you know, you can be aggressive, you can be not aggressive or something in between. And that's up to, that's up to the marketer. Um, you know, I choose to do play the long game. And mm -hmm. that's the subtitle of my book over deliver, which is play the long game in direct response marketing. Uh, so, you know, for the long haul. So um, that was a long introduction, but I didn't want to <laughs> talk about, you know, what I did and who I am. I'd rather just talk about, you know, what I'm doing you know, now, if you want to ask me any other questions, I can answer it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, thank you, for, first of all. So I think it's very important to, to have this, um, to think long term. So and that's, that's something that many people miss, in my opinion, when, especially when it comes to content marketing, they, they think, okay, we do this for one month, and then we have uh, the return on investment. But, but it's a long term game, and you have to put uh, you all your energy into it. I think this this is uh, this is very important. Yeah, you, there Wait. was a there was a copywriter. He has a newsletter, and he uh, he recently said, you know, the best way to build your list. And he talked about, you know, you can do joint ventures to build your list. You can do you can go on podcasts. I'm building yes. my list. Hopefully, some people will go on my list and become part of my online family from this podcast. Yeah. He said you can do live events, um, and he said in the same, he had like four things. And then he said, you know, I tried doing a blog and I just, it was just too much work. And I couldn't, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a list builder. And mm -hmm. I thought about that. And I, 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 this guy's really smart. He's a good friend, but I, I, I disagree with that because I believe that the blog or a weekly, at least a weekly, if not more often communication with your online family, with your list and email is, you know, is what I'm talking about. Email is the kind of the killer app right now. I mean, everything, every, everything revolves around Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. and, you know, and search, but, and they're all important. But mm -hmm. to me, having a, uh, a, an audience that you can write to on a regular basis, whether it's just an email yes. or a blog or something, is probably the most important thing of not only getting people onto your list, but also, and that, you know, so I, I go on Facebook and 
they post my blogs on Facebook. I have a, a, a guy who does that for me. And, you know, I get names onto my list because they read one of my blogs on Facebook. But then the people who are already on my list are getting my blog. So how is that building my list? Well, it's building it stronger and better because they see what I do, even though I might, I always sell in the PS. And mm -hmm. if I sell in the PS, I don't do affiliates. That's just my, my choice. I think mm -hmm. affiliates are fine. I don't do affiliates, but I do a PS that sells something of value in terms of direct marketing education. Like mm -hmm. I sell Breakthrough Advertising, which is a book by Gene Schwartz, um, a classic book, which I have the rights to. I sell swipe files from great copywriters. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I sell my mastermind. I have a, I have a low-end mastermind, Titans Accelerator. <clears throat> I sell that. So it's all related um, yes. to my business. But the, the, the copy in the blog itself is all content. It's you know, I have like sideways selling in terms of there, like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do the blog and I'll say, oh, and in my book over deliver, and I'll give you a live link to over deliver. If you want to buy my book, which is a good deal, you'll, I'll talk mm -hmm. about that later, where you yes. get all these bonuses, which you've, you've now like uh, gotten into those. But I think that the, um, so, so anyway, it, it's, it's just a, it's just my philosophy. I'm not saying I'm sell I'm probably leaving money on the table by doing it this way. But, but, you're building, that, but you're building long-term relationships with the people who uh, become more interested in your work, I think. That's, that's the goal. And because I'm not, I'm not money hungry, mm -hmm. um, and I guess some people need money short-term because they have to pay the bills. Unfortunately, I'm in a position, I've, I've had a long career. I don't need to make the money today. I'd like to make some money tomorrow or the next day. If I okay. don't, it's okay. So with that attitude, why should I be an aggressive seller when I can do it this way and have long-term relationships. And my yeah. attitude is, you know, for someone who's as old as I am and say, life is long, life is not short. <laughs> I, I have that, I have that philosophy that, you know, I'm, I'm, I am looking long-term. I'm looking at, you know, the kind of person that I want, you know, people who say I have a hundred thousand names on my list. Um, I'd like to know how they got them. Yeah. And, you know, are they good names? Are they, What's their open rate? You know, I get, you know, any on any weekly blog, I get anywhere from, you know, 30, 33% to 38% open rates. That's good. Um, and then with the reopens, I get over, I get close to 50% open rates. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a different philosophy, mm -hmm. but it is content marketing if, if that's one of the definitions that you have. And so I find it very rewarding to do it that way. So let's dive a little bit deeper. When you create your newsletter or your, your blog post, what is it something that you, so you sit down and you write uh, basically what you want to send or is it something, do you have a brainstorming method? Because one question that oftentimes comes is where, what to write about, what should I include into my uh, content piece? So do you have a structure that you can teach people? Well, I, I don't have a structure because, you know, um, one, thing, one thing that's useful is that I have 40 years of experience, <laughs> so I have a lot of stories and I paid attention yeah. to what I did. But I think if you're, even if you don't have 40 years, you have your experiences. And I always say that, you know, you got to do, uh, Dan Kennedy told me this, you want to do marketing by walking around. And mm -hmm. so you got to walk around on the outside. And that could be through Zoom, you know, covid you know, has caused yes. some issues. So you can do it through Zoom, definitely. 
because you got to you got to be able to talk to people, meet people, um, interact with people, and then you know you want to be able to. I mean, Gary Halbert, who's one of the great copywriters of all time, would get people who would work under him for a year, and he would send them out. He goes, go to Walmart and walk around and see the people because we're writing mm -hmm. to that audience, you know, for this particular project. And so you want to look at your audience. You want to feel them. You not not touch them, but you want to feel them. <laughs> uh, you want to you want to feel what they're about. And so that's one way, but the, uh, I did a, uh, one of my blog posts was a, was a three-way interview kind of with Perry Marshall and John Carlton. Perry's a, a, a world-class marketer. He, he writes a bit too. Carlton is a world-class copywriter. Mm -hmm. And it was about rants, R-A-N-T, rant. And so, you know, John rants and Perry rants. And I said, what do you want me on this for? Um, and they said, well, we all rant you just rant in your own style. And so I, you know, John will say, you idiot, how could you do that? Ben Settle is good at that. He, he rants a lot also in his emails. So we did this interview and at the end of the interview, I, I realized that I rant in my own way. So the idea is to come up in your mind with something that you, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, I don't know, a, an injustice in the world that in marketing or an injustice that you want to call out mm -hmm. and then you get into that. That's one way to brainstorm if you're, if you're kind of stuck. But after this, after that interview, I, I, I always, I don't even know sometimes I, when I get up on Friday morning and, and another, another tip is that you really have to block out time and, and I yes. block out the same time every week. So Friday, I have no calls, no appointments, no nothing. And on Friday morning, I get up, I, I specifically get my, my uh, special mug for coffee. It's a <laughs> David Ogilvie, Gene Schwartz mug. Um, I take it downstairs. Sometimes I know what I'm going to do. I, I have yeah. an idea because I've been thinking about it during the week or something happened during the week. But then sometimes I go downstairs. I'm sitting here, you know, Friday morning at eight o'clock in the morning. And it's like, okay, what am I going to write about? Now I have, I always like throw out, anytime I have an idea for a possible blog post, I, I either save it onto my hard drive under blog mm -hmm. posts, or I, um, I write a little note because I know what the idea is and I put it in a, in a, in a clip and then I have this clip. So I sometimes I just take out this clip. I, ha it's, it's, uh, I have it, uh, and this is, this is useful for, you know, for anything you do, but you know, this is my, these are possible blog posts. So it's clipped, it's all possible okay. ideas. And, and I go through it sometimes I, I, if I'm in the mood. And what happens is, you know, as soon as you have, you, you fill your head up with a lot of possibilities. Yes. I just, and then, and then I, I get a title. I put a title on the top of the page. It's a blank page in Word, blank, uh, a, a, a title, and I start writing. And very rarely do I write and stop. Usually that's my blog post. Sometimes I, because um, the thing is, John Carlton says, you know, once you have a, a, an inkling of an idea of what you want to write about and you get a title down and you start writing, he says in most cases, and in his case more than me, because he's a real copywriter, he says, you're off to the races, he says, because you're, you're, you're on a path to write something. So I guess yeah. to answer your question, I think you have to have, I, I suggest that you have the same time every week that you're going to write it. So okay. it's, it's got to be blocked out time, nothing else, but I'm writing my blog. Now, I'll write for a while and then I'll take a, take a break, check my email just to get my head out of it. 
then I come back and I'm, 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 then I'm, then I'm, then I'm on fire usually because I'm mm -hmm. rewriting and then I'm honing the blog post. And of course you see it at the, you, you've seen them. So I, they're still not perfect when they go out, but at least they're honed to some extent. And um, so having, having time, um, walk around all the time, get ideas. Even if it's not an idea for this week, it could be an idea for next week or next month or even next year. And mm -hmm. have some, you know, think about what's happening in the world, what's happening on the calendar. You know, with COVID, um, you know, my attitude on COVID is like, you didn't want to do a COVID, uh, you know, you don't want to do COVID centric blogs, but you mm -hmm. also can't be tone deaf to what's going on. Yes. So I got a lot of topics the fact that people were, you know, kind of cooped up and I use that to my advantage of how do you use a swipe file? Now's a good time to do, you know, to find your best five books and I, whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there are things happening in the world um, that you can also attract. But I think the most important thing would be the, the two things would be, um, you know, be mindful when you, uh, uh, a lot some time, you know, writing time. And then also just when you're out in the world, shopping, at dinner, anything, just be aware of what's going on around you. Mm. It's so interesting that John Carlton said that. It's like just being mindful of what's mm -hmm. happening. You know, it's, 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 it's just, um, it's amazing. There are ideas everywhere. I mean, anything is a blog post basically. But you know, some, some are more interesting to you than they are to your audience and that's dangerous. But, you know, you try to, and then I, one thing I make a mistake of is that I use a lot of eyes instead of use in my blog because it's a lot okay. of my story. And whenever yeah. I see that also, you want to try transfer it as much as you can to you, the audience. So if I'm telling a story of something that happened to me, I try to figure out how does that apply to them and always be other directed also mm -hmm. when you're writing. I'm not that great at it, but when I think about it, I, I do change gears. So those are some ways. I mean, there's no way to, you know, you got to have ideas to write about stuff. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not so tough to find ideas. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think the same, but many clients come to me and say, well, I don't know what to produce. And I always say there, there are millions, million ideas. You, the, the problem is the time. So to, to bring everything, uh, on paper, that's, that's the, that's the, well, the thing struggle. is also don't, um, one thing that's important that, that helped me a lot is that I realized a long time ago that I never invented anything. Like mm -hmm. I didn't invent anything new. So if you, if you give yourself that break, you don't have to invent something every week. You just have to bring something to light in your yeah. own words, in your own story. And so yeah. like when I, in my book, for instance, I have a chapter on list building and I talk about RFM, which is a, a technique that you know most direct marketers have used for a long time it's recency frequency monetary value now if you know what it is mm -hmm. um i'm not telling anything new if you know what it is but you're not sure like you never you never really dive deep into it um and i explain it the way i explain it and you get it after i explain yeah. it then i become the messenger for that and you start liking me and you trust me only because i brought something to light that was invented a long time ago. Yes. My story and my angle on it, you picked up on it. That's the way to use, you know, content to really build a relationship that lasts a lifetime. 
because yeah. you know people will say you know brian i get i get emails that say brian you know never met him before brian you're my mentor i yeah. said wow that's amazing I, I i say that's amazing i mean when i was growing up you know i my mentors i had to meet them and be with them and and understand them and the fact that someone could say that one person could say that i'm i mean and many people say it mm -hmm. just because they read my stuff i'm a mentor to them and and if you get to that point that's the most rewarding thing i got to tell you then you know your writing is at least penetrating a few, you know it's not penetrating everybody on the list but it's penetrating enough people to really be making a difference and again it's not stuff i invented it's just that i i took something and i and i say it all the time because I don't want people to think that I think I invented this. It's like when I, when I get a quote and I go to, mm -hmm. I always go to Google and I say, who, who said this? And sometimes I find that no one said it the way I said it. And I said, I can't give credit to this quote. I'm taking credit for it. But if anybody knows who, who took it, I'll, I'll give them credit. You know, the idea of standing <laughs> on the shoulders of other people is much better and giving people credit is way better than taking credit for something that you didn't invent. Cause I don't think there's that much that's being invented today. Um, mm -hmm. It's more how you rework. And so my, if I have a superpower, I think it's just connecting the dots on a lot of different ideas, bringing it forward, and then being the messenger for that, for those ideas, and that someone is going to have an aha moment that they haven't had before. Yeah. And if you can do that with your content, that's all you want to do. And I think people like that are writing to you that are saying, you know, I can't get started. I, I get writer's block. I can't write anything. Basically, you, I, I think those people are thinking that it has to be so Perfect. original. Yeah. The it. benchmark is too high, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. You have to, you have to, you have to like basically say, look, I might just be repeating something that I heard. Yes. Yes. And I do that all the time. It's just, it's really interesting. And then I try to write it in a, in a style that's entertaining in some way. There's a, a quote from Banksy, this artist, this famous artist, who mm -hmm. said, um, great artists, they invent themselves, and the best artists, they copy. They just, they just take and they copy uh, the most. So yeah, I think that there's, I, I always say that um, one, of my, one of my quotes is, stealing, stealing is a felony, yeah. but stealing smart is an art. And, you know, it's also, it's like, uh, you know, know the rules like a pro and break them like an artist. That's Picasso. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't really think copying. I mean, I think when you're as a copywriter, if I was training to be a, a you know, a world-class copywriter, I'd be copying other people's great promotions in email and direct mail. And you copy them word for word. You know, they say that your thumb and index finger connect to your brain much better than a keyboard. So you write out, you know, you copy, the package now, it's not that you're going to mail it it's not that you're going to send it out but by yeah. writing great copy it really trains you uh, over time gary halbert did this with all of his copy cubs he had them write out the best packages like world-class copywriters that he's trained started like that and it still it still goes on it, it's very yeah. important i had one guy on my list a young copywriter when i when i told that story about halbert um yeah. And I sold him a copy of Breakthrough Advertising, which was probably the best book on copywriting and, and, uh, and marketing, but it's really a book about human behavior. Gene Schwartz wrote it in 1966. Mm -hmm. It's 100% relevant today. It's all about the, the, the states of awareness in the marketplace and how you write to different states of awareness, that the copywriter is not 
creating desire. The desire is already there. You just have to capture it. It's an amazing, amazing book. Yeah. So um, he bought Breakthrough Advertising and he, he, on his own, he said, you know, why not copy? And I said, read the first three chapters of Breakthrough Advertising multiple times yeah. before you go on to the rest of the book. And so he took that, he took that plus the idea of copying great promotions. He copied the first three chapters of Breakthrough Advertising, like word for word on, on legal paper, then put it in an envelope and mailed it to me. Uh, <laughs> just to prove it i did yeah, your homework <laughs> right and and i i thought it was you know i hadn't thought about copying you know stuff great stuff from books but it's the same thing you know it's the repetition it's knowing yeah. like if i was writing this package i'd be writing a great package if i was writing this book i'd be writing a great book it's not mine i'm not i'm not selling it i'm not i'm not plagiarizing it but it gets it into your head and yes. uh you know, I gave, I, he probably was just trying to brown nose me a little bit, but I, I said, um, I, I, and, I applauded him for it. And you think it's really something magic happening when I take this pen and write it in, in, into my, okay. It's, it's not enough to write it on my laptop. Well, you know, when I'm at a, when I'm at a, a seminar or I'm at a, a workshop or anything like that, I always take my notes and I'm old fashioned, mm -hmm. I'm old school, but, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I'm on, on a keyboard all day. I'm, but, I, um, I'm very, very conscious of writing notes as opposed to um, typing them. It makes yes. a big difference. And then, you know, you have to go back through them. You can't, yes. you know, you can't, you can't file them right away like you can on a computer in, in categories. But I, I maintain that you don't go back to them either way. So if, you, if you're writing them and you can just, after you, after you go through it, you just reread it and just highlight the key things, even mm -hmm. just writing it and then highlighting it without even taking it and putting it somewhere else, unless it's a blog idea or something you want to transfer, yes. it still gets into your brain and it gets into your brain much deeper, in my opinion. Yes. So I'm also working all day on the laptop, and, but I also old fashioned, so I'm writing also my, down, my goals down, so on paper. This is also something that I do together with my wife. So um, I, I, I believe there's something magic happening when you do this. So it is. But that's, it, yeah, it yeah. is. It really is. And, and um, you know, I, I, I just think that when you're, when you're really doing deep thinking, I mean, I, I will say when I'm doing my blog on, on Fridays, I do it at the keyboard because then mm -hmm. I'm just free thinking at that point. And mm -hmm. then you can make changes as you go and it's easier to edit. So I'm not going to write it and then type it. That that I won't do. Um, but if I'm if I'm writing someone else's ideas, and I want to I want to try to get it into my brain, um, yes. I would much rather write it than than type it. Yes. Cool. Like it. So you already mentioned this idea of list building. So it is important to build your list. And you mentioned this RFM method. Can we speak a little bit about this? So what are the the three things that you need in order to create your list? Well, uh, the, the two different topics, but yeah. list building um, is, is basically, I, I want to build quality as opposed to quantity. So mm -hmm. to build quality, like after a podcast, I might get two people to opt into my list. I might get 30. doesn't matter. Those mm -hmm. two are just as good as those 30, just because the two could be, you know, more targeted, better, whatever. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, you know, basically on the ground list building. 
and so that's why you know if I'm at if I'm at a if I'm speaking at an event, I'll I'll just I won't you know I don't sell at an event usually or I I never really sell outright. Mm -hmm. But if I'm at an event, I just want people to go on my list because on my if they're on my list, they're gonna get to know me better. They're gonna you know you're not gonna get to know somebody just with one speech from a stage. Mm -hmm. um, you're not gonna get to know somebody completely even on a podcast. Um, one thing I do sometimes if I have um, someone who has who has a, a list that I think has an audience that would be interested in my stuff and I have an audience that's interested in their stuff, we just do an email swap. You know, get on get on his list, get on her list. It's just a great place to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And and they do the same and, and I get really quality people that way. That's my affiliate. That's the only affiliates I do basically. They're not really okay. affiliates, they're just they're just like, you know, email swaps. And, and that's the best way to build your list because, um, you know, you can build it. Look, if you do a launch, for example, yes. and you warm up to do a launch, you can get a lot of people to opt in for something good. You give them good content. Those are good names. Those are good names. But a lot of people, you know, are just going after a freebie or going after, you know, but if they're really interested in your uh, content, that's what you really want. You really want people who are going to, you know, be with you for a while on your list. They're not going to, they're not going to see your, your, they see your name in their, in their inbox, email inbox. And they're going to say, you know, screw that. I got to delete Again, that. again, this yeah, guy. Exactly. <laughs> and also, you know, frequency, you know, some, you know, Ben Settle, you know, believes in daily emails and he's powerful with it. I believe once a week is fine. When I do a launch, I'll do more than one in a week because I'm selling something, but I do that only twice a year. And basically I'm once a week, but it's the same time. That's the other thing, you know, be this, be consistent. Mm -hmm. You gotta be congruent yes. and consistent. So that's that. Now RFM is just a way to segment your list. It's, it's the ultimate way to segment your list. And it's based on transactions. It's based on how people buy, what they buy and how much they spend. So mm -hmm. um, RFM is, it's not even a direct marketing rule of thumb. It's kind of like a human behavior rule of thumb. It's how people behave in the marketplace. So recency is, says that, you know, if someone bought more recently than not more recently, they're going to be worth more to you and they have a more a bigger propensity to buy. That was something that I didn't understand when I got into the business. I said, mm -hmm. well, if they just bought, they're going to be like, they just spent money. They're not going to spend more, but they do, as we all know, yes. with upsells and cross sells. So that's recency. Okay. Recency alone can be very powerful, but if you, if you combine it with frequency, now you have someone who is a multi-buyer. They bought more than once and they also bought recently. So someone who bought six months ago and then bought again last week is way more valuable than just the person who bought six months ago. And they're more valuable than the person who just bought last week also. Mm -hmm. And so those names will always rise to the top if you're doing a model on your list. And I'm not going to go into how we did list modeling in direct mail, but we did very powerful regression modeling, which is not a lookalike model. And I'm not gonna differentiate those, I'm getting too complicated here. But what <laughs> I'm saying is that you wanna know how they bought, so it's recency and frequency, and then the total amount of money that they've spent with you. You put those three things together, the, the, the most recent, the most frequent, and the most money will almost always rise to the top of, of the people that are most, have the highest propensity to buy again. And so just knowing that is yeah. really valuable. And I go into it much deeper in my book, but it's so valuable. 
And then with email, there's another component, which I call RFT. And so, because they a lot of people don't spend money with you, but if they're spending time with you, mm -hmm. T is for time. So now you got recency, frequency, and time. So someone who is opening your emails every week, not buying yet, but they're frequent and they and they, they might and also if they respond to you. So if they respond mm -hmm. to you, they haven't spent any money, but now you get now you get into an interaction with them. Yes. That's that's gonna lead to a sale eventually. Maybe not with everybody. But generally, you know, and you can tell by the way they respond to you, how sophisticated they are, what you think they might, might like that you, that you have to offer. Hopefully you have mm -hmm. multiple offers. So RF, RFM becoming RFT is very, very important. Um, you know, if you can get somebody to spend time with you, it's, it's like, it, it is like money in the bank. To get mm -hmm. money in the bank, though, you still have to work at it. You still have to go deep with them you still have to you know they still have to know like and trust you before they're going to buy yes. and you know look the the internet when it when it when it came about it was like no one's making money remember that years ago you know no one makes money on the internet except porn you know and so i mean you know that that was a crazy way to look at it because look at what's happening today. I mean, e-commerce yeah. is just through the roof. <laughs> yes. And I, I kind of knew that was going to happen. I didn't predict it. It was obvious to me. But it, it's, it's that, you know, it was, it was just people had to get used to the, the medium, whatever the medium you're selling in, yes. an online catalog, uh, email, uh, uh, search, display advertising, whatever it was. And, um, you know, that, that's the best way to... Um, get people, you know, kind of in your world. I mean, the, the people that, that, that I think, I, I, I watch retail companies and I don't, I mean, they just throw out email like with the same discounts, the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, at some point, you know, if you, if you, you know, if a broken clock is right twice a day kind of thing. So, you know, at some point you'll hit them when they want to buy something. Uh, I just think that's, that's kind of, you know, crappy, marketing um but yeah, it's, it's not a good investment it's uh it's, i would just more personalize it or just add stories or something uh, right that makes it warmer so because a coupon is just something that right. and then people thing. open it what, what's another 20 percent discount i mean yeah i mean yeah yeah but i think i think they have so much money to burn to get you to buy, they just, they just throw everything out and they eventually get buyers and they don't even track it so yes so I think email is underestimated in these days. So um, I also get, when I send my newsletter and I get a communication, sometimes they uh, think, well, that's not what I think. It, there's a conversation. And this is very valuable because I learned another opinion. And I included this also in my, into my podcast. I made, made a, uh, an own uh, episode about their, uh, their, the things that they, they thought about. So, well, and going back to writing, you know, yeah. how do you write? Yeah. I, I get, I, I've done, I've done uh, what I do in my blog. I often ask them a question specifically, yeah. you know, yeah. watch this 10 minute video and let me know if you disagree with any of these things. And yeah. then if I get a lot of disagreement, now I have another blog post. Yeah. Um, so I, I just did that with, um, I think I asked them, um, it was about us. Uh, the, the title was surviving your library. And mm -hmm. it was about the concept that, a slow reader is a better writer. 
Mm -hmm. And I said, do you agree with this? I'm not saying, I mean, I think I agree with it, but I, I wish I was a fast reader, so I'd read more. But if I'm a slow reader, am I a better writer? And I got, I got tons of responses. I yeah. basically took all the responses. I cut and pasted them. They're sitting in, in, a, in a file in Word, and I'm going to do a blog post about yeah. you know, what my online family thought of the premise, and I'll give all their opinions. You know, it's interesting. But you have to ask questions. Yes, you have to ask this one question, and it's got to be, it's got to compel them. And then, you know, it's interesting when, you know, buying behavior, uh, so buying behavior will, will determine future buying behavior. Uh, response behavior to a question, to anything that you send them will, will give you an indication of future responses. So I'm developing, and, and the thing is, I make sure that, I mean, these people send me something off my blog. They send mm -hmm. me an email. And when I respond to them, a lot of them say, You're, is, that, is this Brian Kurtz? Like, are you responding to me? Uh, <laughs> they can't believe it. Oh, my God. Yeah, they think it's an autoresponder. I, <laughs> I respond to every single like guy. I don't have a big list, and I don't get that. I mean, I get sometimes 20 responses to a blog post. Over yeah. the week, the next week, I'll respond to every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's really value. And that's, uh, I like this idea of a family. So it's a, uh, your, you I think you said online family? Or what online family is my email. Your online families. You, you, never, uh, you never saw these people. They are on, the, on your list. You, and you have a conversation and you treat them like, like family. So you, you give them value. That's, that's, that's the key thing about content marketing, that you bring value, that you deliver first, that you help them. And that's, that's just great. Yeah, I have a thing. Um, it's not in my book because I, I came up with, I, I, I borrowed, this was something I borrowed from yeah. Dan Sullivan, <laughs> who's the best yeah. coach for entrepreneurs in the world. And, um, but I put a lot of different spins on it. And it's basically the five ways you get paid And the mm -hmm. fifth is money. So what are the other four? Okay. The first one is, and you'll love this because it, it ties into content. So the first thing you do, you utilize me. I give you stuff that I learned, I know, you utilize me. The second, I, enha um, I enhance you. I give yeah. you stuff that'll enhance you. Maybe even a free something or other, a free interview, a free PDF of something. Yeah. The third yeah. thing is I appreciate you. By calling you my family, I'm appreciating you. I'm not just calling you my list. The yeah. fourth thing is I refer you first. I can't refer everybody, but if you're the first, this is, this is from uh, Robert Cialdini's um, uh, influence yeah. book. The first, um, the first uh, uh, principle of ethical influence <laughs> is reciprocation. Yes. And it's, it's, Very like, powerful. it's you, then me, then you, then me. But be the first to refer. Be the first <laughs> to give services. Be the first to give information. So if you do those four things, utilize, enhance, appreciate, and refer, you're golden. If you, if you don't make money doing that on a regular basis, you're not doing it right, in my opinion. Mm. Yes, very powerful. Like it. So what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who is just starting out, maybe has no list and doesn't know this idea of direct marketing and is new? And, but he wants to get results uh, within maybe 18 months or two years. What, what advice would you give this, this entrepreneur? Well, I, I, I would want to assess their assets first because an entrepreneur with nothing, it's not an entrepreneur with nothing. He's got something. So he wants to be an entrepreneur because he's got something. And when I say something, he has a list or she has a list. Even if it's not in a 
in an email format, they have Facebook followers, they have Instagram followers, they have people in their role, their old Rolodex or their okay. contact list. And so the first thing I would do is you always want to go out to people that at least know you or they might like you with an idea, with, with something that you go out and you like, it's like a survey, but you know, you go out and you say, I'm thinking of doing this or I'm, I st or you start a blog post today mm -hmm. and you have, even if it's a hundred people, I'm starting this blog post today. I'm going to, you know, but then make a commitment to it. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that, um, you know, I think that you also want to think about, you know, who's in the marketplace that has an audience that is going to be the audience you want to go after without being mm -hmm. like directly competitive because you don't have a list yet, but you want okay. someone to, to basically be an affiliate or do a swap. And, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of affiliates, but it's, it's a legitimate way to do business, obviously. A lot of people make a lot of money doing it. And I would say doing a, an affiliate with somebody uh, or at least an email swap with somebody uh, could be really powerful when you basically say to them, you know, here's my stuff that I'm going to be doing. I'm just starting out. Um, when I get a list, you can, you can I'll, I'll make sure I, I promote you to my list. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you got to know the person probably, or at least, you know, go in and it's kind of like an ask from nowhere, you know, mm -hmm. you're asking somebody, but if it's somebody, you know, it's, it's, it's not outrageous to, you know, make a, a, uh, a request like that. So there's a way to do it with affiliates. I also yes. think that, you know, cheap media can be a way also, you know, if you're, if you've got something really solid that you want to give away and you can put the highlights of what like say you have a you're thinking about doing a course but mm -hmm. you could put together a one-page pdf that is like some of the key things and its value the idea of a, a, a you know a facebook ad and and going in and spending a few hundred dollars maybe maybe a few thousand um spend a few hundred before you spend a few thousand uh, so you know <laughs> it works but you basically put a, a, a three you know three inch ad in facebook you know basically, you know, the three things to watch out for when mm -hmm. X, you know, and you create that PDF and the PDF is an opt-in. That's how you start building a list. And of course, going on podcasts, um, public speaking and, you know, being on Zoom, uh, you know, is great. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking Thursday night at this event that I spoke to live in January mm -hmm. and now they're doing it online. Actually, online, I'm going to be speaking probably to, you know, four times the audience, you know. Cool. So maybe I'll get, you know, maybe I'll get 15, 20 people to opt into my list. I, I, yeah. did, a, I did a podcast that was also a Facebook Live. It was, it was definitely my audience. And I got like, you know, 20, 25 people. Some bought my book to get on my list, which is only $17 yeah. and you get great bonuses. But some just went on my list because of that. So, you know, the idea is you have, it's a, it's a slow build, but then you, you got that audience that you can write to every week and then do your, what you, what you teach, which is content marketing. Mm -hmm. it, it's the best place to start. Um, so, you know, you have to, and, and then you have to assess your assets, not only in terms of names and lists and where you can get names in, but you also have to assess your content, what you have. You probably have, you know, some, if, you, if you're thinking about starting a business in something, you've got to have a reason. You got to have mm -hmm. some content or content from people you've learned from. And, you know, you can borrow content, get permission to give away content. 
Yeah. Um, but if you have content and you have list, that's where you start. But you have to you have to work at it, and it takes a yes. long time. Yes. Love it. So let's uh, speak a little bit about your book. So your the title of your book is Over Deliver. It, it's not and a word, by the way. Um, over deliver as one word is not a word. It's either hyphenated or two words. So when oh. I when I that's why I, I <laughs> chose it because I didn't trade. I can't trademark it, but. Um, it, it was it was a, a powerful title because yes. you know it gets it, it still gets spell checked every time I write it. <laughs> okay, it sounds like you're proud of it. <laughs> I am, and I'm proud of the idea of over delivery because it's yes. what I've done in my life. Now there are I, I, in chapter one I talk about the dangers of over delivery, which is you know high expectation when yeah, you over deliver, the and then the next time benchmark. right. So I, I, I'm okay with that though. I mean, in most cases, people will forgive you if you over deliver to here and next time you over deliver to here, because then you'll come up with something else and you'll over deliver to here again. <laughs> so you just, just don't under deliver and don't just give yeah. out crap. And yeah. so, and some people will tell you, you know, that if you over deliver here, next time you over deliver here and they say not good enough and they leave you, so be it. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not, but the other side of that is to always over deliver and not just in content and gifts and all of that. You want to over deliver of yourself. That's the idea of being utilized, enhancing people, appreciating people, referring people. If you, mm -hmm. that, that's over delivering. And so, you know, anybody in my masterminds, whether they're in the low end mastermind or the high end mastermind, anytime they ask me for something, I will figure out a way within reason to over deliver. You know, mm -hmm. someone said, someone posted in the Facebook group for my low-end mastermind. I say low-end, they're, they're fantastic marketers, but it's just lower priced. And so they, 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 they post in the Facebook group, you know, uh, they, they posted a book that I sold at Boardroom, my, my, old, my old company. And they said, who wrote the package for this? And I said, I, I told him who it was. And then he said, wow, I wish I could get a hold of that. I happen to have a copy of it, you know? And so yeah. I sent me an email. And now I'm going to send them, you know, the copy yeah. of that. So that that's over delivery because, you know, that's not one of the bonuses or benefits of being in the group. But if you can do it, why not? And, yeah. you know, so that's why, you know, and then, you know, at overdeliverbook.com, which is the site, my, my resource yes. site for the book, that's where I'm so proud because that's where I've, I've developed thousands of dollars, some of them priceless. They're, they're, I have PDFs of books that yes. are out of print. And so I developed a site that honors all of my mentors and, and dead and alive. So some of them are dead, some of them are alive. You know, there's Dan Kennedy and Perry Marshall and Gordon Grossman and Dick Benson who are direct mail gurus. Um, there's um, uh, Gary Bensavenga, best copywriter alive today. So I have all of these, these bonuses, Jay Abraham, um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's like an over, if you, if you, if you title a book over deliver, you got to over deliver on the bonus. Yes. Yeah. So you, did this. Site, you did it, this, but, yeah. but, but, but uh, I, I asked myself, okay, if you want to re reverse engineer this thing, so you have this, this landing page where you give this, uh, these bonuses away. So how, how, how did you create this? So you're giving away material from Dan Kennedy. Is it just that you ask for permission or how, yes, I, how did. I did I did I didn't I didn't give anything away that I didn't ask for I don't or I don't have the right okay. to. so yeah, yeah. the thing is I've had 40 years 
of yeah. what I've talked about. So I've done yeah. this for 40 years. So I have not had, uh, I mean, I, I had, unfortunately I had a, I came up with like 500 people to acknowledge in my acknowledgement section. Cause I've, I've, I've been, I've been, I've had relationships with so many people over 40 yeah. years, but I've gone deep with so many of them. I don't, it's not just having, you know, all of these people in my life, which is wonderful, but I've tried to go as deep as possible with as many as possible. And that takes a lot of time and effort, but I've when, had when, time, I've had 40 when, years. When you say deep, what, what exactly do you mean? Project that you worked on or what? what In was some it? cases, yeah. Some cases okay. it was a project. Some cases it was, you know, more than just a Facebook, um, uh, accepting a Facebook or a LinkedIn. You know, yeah. it was like this guy or this woman is somebody I really want to know. Yeah. And you set up a call, you set up, and now you set up a Zoom call. Um, you know, and they, and they approach me and some people I don't, I don't, you know, I don't say yes to everybody, but I say yes to a lot of people because they seem to be worth going deep with. And if I only go this deep and I stop because they're not as interesting as I thought, that's fine. But I got more than I would have if I didn't make the attempt. It's like, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't start a conversation in an elevator with people, you're never going to get anything out of that, that ride. Okay. If you start a yes. conversation, it may be a waste and you meet them for that two minutes, but you never know. You never know. Just give it a try. Exactly. Like it. But, but getting, getting the material was, was easy. Um, um, so you, you, you know all, the, all of them. So, so to, okay. Yeah. yeah. So thanks. I mean, that it wasn't sense. like just yeah, rip off everybody and put it on. And the site is amazing. You go to overdeliverbook.com. <clears throat> you go there and it, it tells you it's three steps. You go, you go from yes. that site and go buy the book anywhere you mm -hmm. want. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, there's also Amazon Europe, all that. And then you come back to the site and you put your order number in and your name yes. and, and you get on my list, which is one of the, one of the things you, you become I'm part of my online family. Yes. And then you get, you get access to all of these amazing bonuses. And, yeah. um, and I over delivered on the bonuses and the book $17. Yes, that's, that's just amazing. So we will, I will include the link uh, into the show notes so that people... Yeah, and if they don't want to buy, if they don't want to spend $17, all they have to do is go to briankurtz.net and they can just, there's a lot of free content. All of <laughs> my blogs true. going back six years is on, are on there. You, I'm giving away a lot of content for free on there. So yeah, uh, and then they'll, be on my, they'll also be part of my family and they'll get to read my stuff and they'll get a welcome series to my blog. And... I, I say I don't do affiliates. Anytime I, I sell something of someone else's and there's a commission, I say I give the commission to charity. Um, I'm very upfront about all of that. Okay, cool. So I have so many more questions, but <laughs> we're, running, we're running a little bit out of time. <laughs> so um, maybe this one. You mentioned seven characteristics um, that world-class copywriter have. Can we... Can you mention one, your, maybe your most favorite one? Well, it's probably insatiable curiosity, which is number two. Um, yeah. I'll just list them so you, and then maybe people will buy the book because <laughs> yeah. they're really detailed in the book. But the seven characteristics that were present in every great copywriter I ever worked with, seven characteristics, hunger, putting mm -hmm. in the hours, really wanting to be a copywriter, two, insatiable curiosity, going a mile deep versus a mile wide, Three, feedback loops, be able to run your copy against somebody after you write it yourself. You can't write copy by committee, but once you write it, you want to bounce it off people who are really okay. skilled. 
Yes. Uh, four is passion. You got to have passion for what in the niche that you're writing in. Uh, five is direct marketing knowledge. You know, you got to know about RFM. You got to know about lifetime value. You have to know about the 40-40-20 rule, which I outline in my book. That mm -hmm. list is the most important before offer and, and creative. It's like copywriting and creative is the, most, is the least important until it's not. And mm -hmm. that's, so that's a tease for knowing some basics of direct marketing. Six is humility. No matter how successful you are, there's someone better than you. There's someone worse than you. Yes. Be humble. And, and then seven is, you know, um, basically be able to um, show your work with pride. Um, you know, because, you know, usually the first, that's the first thing a copywriter does. They show their portfolio. <laughs> I put it number seven of seven. You okay. got to have, you got to have the hunger, the curiosity, the, the, um, the feedback loops, the passion, direct marketing knowledge and humility, and then you show your stuff. Is it a hierarchy? So, so is it the number one is the most important thing or? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I just, they, that's the way they came to me as yeah. I thought about it. Um, but I, I'd say it's not the most important. It, it's, it's a package. Like every, every yes. one of those was evident in spades with all of the great copywriters. And actually they're, they're, they apply to all great marketers too. Mm -hmm. Like cool. the best marketers have those seven characteristics as well. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Cool. So I will include it uh, to the show notes, the link. And my last question, who would you recommend uh, for my podcast? So uh, somebody who would be, would be a good fit. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. I mean, anybody could be a good fit. I mean, um, I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, Ben Settle or Doberman Dan, people who are big on, on content, they have print newsletters yeah. as part of their model. So okay. I think those two would be excellent. If you think it's, it's a good fit, then. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Cool. Good. Okay, so, Jakob. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, the time and, uh, yeah. and best of luck. Yeah, I th thank you for your time. I, I think it was w very valuable and I learned many valuable things also for my own uh, content creation. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. You're welcome, Jakob. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Content Marketing Mastery. If you have any questions, just send a voice message through Anchor. And if you liked what you heard, we would love to get a review from you. You can also download a free white paper, five lessons on how to create content and monetize your knowledge on our website, contentmentoring.com. Thanks and best.